When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The British Courts of Justice. Today in the criminal courts, the case of the Crown against Dermot Stavaker came to an end. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, the defendant was found standing by the exploded safe with the money in his hands. Mr. Stavaker was wearing a striped jersey, a black mask, and holding between his teeth a bag-marked swag. <laughs> the case of the Crown now rests, Willard. Go, beyond it's a fair cut, mate. Exactly, Willard, that is my contention. <laughs> Meanwhile... <laughs> in a civil Judge, court today... I should have... Justice Well was summing up in a divorce action. Oh, the plaintiff, Mrs. Cheriscottle, has told us of her husband's alleged cruelty. It appears, and there's been no evidence to the contrary, that Mr. Cheriscottle, on returning from a hard day at the office, carelessly got into the habit of beating his wife around the head with a hummingbird sprinkler. <laughs> we are told that there is no question of having another woman in a case. And I'm not surprised. You're ugly, Mr. Cheriscottle. Ugly, ugly, ugly. Not my sort at all. <laughs> so, unless there's any other evidence, I'd like to dismiss the case. Excuse me, my lord. Yes, Mr. Goldstein? There is one further piece of evidence. Yes? The defendant is in the habit of forcing, I'm sorry, I'll read that again, upon my client. I'm sorry, I'll read that again? Is that some sort of medieval torture machine used to extract groans of pain from the victim? So it has been described, <laughs> And so, Millard, I would like to submit as Exhibit A the alleged wireless program. I'm sorry, I'll read that again. No, uh, certainly, Mr. Goldstein. No, again, the Angus Prune Tune brings to the microphone the spine-curdling voices of Timbrook Taylor, John Cleese, David Hatch, and standing in for Joe Kendall, who is unwell, the lovely Jean Hart, and the hideous Bill Oddie. <laughs> Sounds gruesome. It is, my lad, but there's worse to follow. And here's the voice of the most tortured of them all. John Otto, I prefer thumbscrews, Cleese, to say... Oh, no! It's I'm sorry, I'll read that again! During the summer, many nasty foreigners, um, sorry, (laughs) welcome visitors to our shores, uh, enjoy what we have to offer. And you may wonder what we have to offer. But you'd be surprised how gullible, uh, sorry, (laughs) stupid, no, delighted, delighted they are with anything we offer them. What can we offer? 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, and what else? Quickly, 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 everybody. The next tour will be starting in about a minute. For the last time, a tour of Britain, 25 guineas. 25 guineas? That's very good, isn't it, Elmer? Yes, dear. Well, how long does it last? It's a tour of the entire British Isles at your leisure, madam, lasting four minutes. <laughs> Excuse me. Honorable tour. Only last four minutes. What shall we see? All inclusive. Uh, Scotland, Wales, Oxford and Cambridge, Shakespeare Country, Windsor Castle and Swinging London. Hurry up! Lucky I brought my Japanese high-speed camera. Right, right, right. Off we go. And here we are. But we haven't moved, have we, Elmer? No, dear. So here we are on the very spot where Drake finished his game of bowls before the Armada arrived. Well, isn't that something? And uh, here Shakespeare first had his idea for writing the play bonus here. But Shakespeare... He never wrote play called Bodicella. Exactly. A few seconds later, he realized it was a very bad idea. <laughs> and decided to drown his sorrows in our next item on our tour, which is a genuine English pub. Oh, look, dear, it's called the Windsor Castle. And it's also our visit to Windsor Castle. And here's a glass of scotch for all of you on the counter. Drink it quick. <laughs> you are now in Scotland. I know that the man behind the bar is wearing a skirt, or as the Scots call it, a kilt. What do you mean, a man behind a bar? I'll smash your face in. Shh, Doris, I'll explain it all later. <laughs> and now to Ireland, and we're better to see the Irish in their own surroundings than in the public bar. Oh, Evening, Paddy. Hello, Paddy. I say, are they all called Paddy? Oh, yes, yeah, Ian. Here we have a uh, Paddy Whack, uh, Paddy Field, and Paddy O'Neill's. Oh, and over there is Paddy the Puff. Paddy the Puff? I don't get it. Uh, neither does he. That's why he's called Paddy the Puff. <laughs> he's, a great, he's a great friend of Paddy O'Neill's. All right, um, everybody out. Out, 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 everybody out. And now here we are in Wales. On your right is a reservoir, which is not unlike Lake Windermere, so we won't bore you with a trip to the lakes. Now, over here, you can see the famous changing of the guard, uh, Buckingham Palace, Tower of London, and Portobello Road. If you need any more postcards, you'll need more money. And that ends our talk. Hello, hello, hello. What's going on here, then? I'm a policeman, and I'm truly wonderful. May I drink you to anywhere, madam? Yes, please. Right, on this very spot, Queen Elizabeth once slept here. But that's the pavement. Yes, Queen Elizabeth once slept here on a banana skin. Give me a Goodbye, goodbye. If I can get a word in, that finally ends this tour. In 15 minutes' time, there'll be another tour at a cost of 75 pounds, lasting six minutes. And what will we see? The world, madam! <laughs> Darling. Yes? Darling, there's something I want to ask you. Heaven knows I've wanted to ask it for long enough now, but all with everything, you know what I mean. I... What I'm trying to say is, will you marry me, Susan? I mean, Mary. John. <laughs> oh, John, I never expected this. I know, but... Oh, Mary, I have a lovely little house in the country with roses in the garden and a boat on the river. And when we're married, you can come out and visit me every other weekend. <laughs> Look... I bought you a ring. Oh, it's very unusual. Yeah, let me put it on. No, better still, you wear it. <laughs> it's quite zinc. But, John, you know I can't get engaged. Why not? I'm already married. What? What? Who are you married to? You, dear. <laughs> when did we get married? Yesterday. Oh, yes, I forgot. <laughs> you forgot? I should never have said I do. I should have listened to Mother. Why? She was in the middle of a very funny joke. <laughs> and as for our honeymoon, Blackpool. But lots of people have a honeymoon in Blackpool. Yes, but they usually stay overnight. 
And I wouldn't have minded so much if you'd come with me. Well, I had things to do. What things? I had to feed my moles. Moles! <laughs> Nasty, evil little creatures. No, they're not. They're kind and thoughtful and very faithful. What would happen if a burglar broke in? You'd be thankful for the moles then. Why? Well, in the darkness, he might mistake them for policemen. <laughs> I think that there were lots of very small policemen crawling around on all fours. <laughs> That's why I'm training them to say, hello, hello, what's all this then? John, moles can't speak. Ah, but the burglar wouldn't know that. Burglars don't know anything. Burglars are ignorant and silly and stupid. How do you know? Well, anyone that could mistake a mole for a very small policeman was mistaken. John, I wouldn't mind a few moles around the house. It's just that there are so many of them. We've got wall-to-wall moles in all the rooms and the cupboards are full of them. And how do you expect me to sleep in a bed full of moles? Very badly. <laughs> and another thing. Who's that fat lady sitting on the stairs? That's Big Fat Nelly. Well, why is she there? Well, it's cheaper than buying a stair carpet. <laughs> I can't stand it much longer. I can't go on living in this awful place full of fat women and moles and water buffalo. Water buffalo? Yes. A wedding present from your mother, remember? Oh, yes. Nineteen of them. I can't get into the bathroom for them. And they sit there all day splashing about, and I have to keep running around to bring them clean towels. <laughs> no good, John. I can't stand it. I just can't stand it. Very I've been a fool. I thought this was what you wanted. Of course, I see now that I was wrong. Dreadfully wrong. Let me take you away from all this, away to some far-off place. Canada, perhaps. I've always wanted to see Canada. Somewhere where we can start afresh, where we can begin life anew, together. Oh, John, do you really mean it? Of course I do. Then let's go now, straight away. Yes, darling, we'll leave at once. Just as soon as I pack my moles. Nelly, get the buffaloes, we're moving. Time, even David Hatch was young and innocent. We were all young once. Tim Brooke Taylor was young once. He was never innocent, but he was young. John Cleese was young twice. But we all have to grow up, and that's Bill Oddie's particular problem. Nevertheless, before we do, let's just remind ourselves of those carefree years of playpens and harnesses by joining again those three talking babies outside the supermarket. Morning, Rupert. Morning, Hugh. You look very smug. What's up? I've been filming. I made a commercial for egg and spaghetti custard. Mm. How'd it go? Rotten. I was sacked for puking. <laughs> Were you paid? Well, I'm getting royalties. 250 tins of the muck a year. My mother's stupid, you see. She got the same contract with a nappy firm. I'll still be supplying me when I'm 50. <laughs> oh, rubber dummies. Here comes Cyril's old bag. Mummy will just go and get some goodies for Ding Dings and then take Silly Willy back to Bye Bye. Welty, welty, happy, happy. That woman's got to go. Morning, Sarah. What's the trouble? Just bewailing my lost youth. But you're only one. Yes. But in 49 years, I shall be 50. <laughs> Imagine, I'm nearly 50. That is, it's but a step till I'm 103. And then I won't be able to walk. But you can't walk now. Yes, but... When I'm old, I won't even be able to crawl along the mantelpiece and be sick in the clock. I don't see why not. My grandfather does. <laughs> oh, come on, cheer up. Would you like some milk from my bottle? No, no, thanks. I'm trying to give it up. I've got three chins already. However many will I have when I'm 50? You shouldn't eat so much. It's my only vice. I don't smoke. 
I don't drink, and I can't. Here comes your old bag again, Cyril. Let's give a test three. What's the game, children? Can you see a mook out there? She is so stupid. When you're trying to find relaxation Then if you'll only listen to me Well, I will tell you my remedy Oh, yes, it's better than counting sheep It's guaranteed to send you to sleep They call it cricket, cricket Why does nobody like it? Cause it's so damn slow Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Snapping, leather crackling, thigh slapping looks at life. And tonight we look at the last outpost of the old frontier. The BBC. We present the magnificent six and a half in a saga starring the lone stranger called Go West, Old Man, or Get Off the Gas Stove, Granny. You're too old to be riding the reins. <laughs> Here is romance. Here's William Tell. No, we've done him. Here are Henry's tales of the old string west and the lone stranger, not forgetting his horse silver. Damn, I forgot my horse silver. <laughs> my horse silver. I must go to town, but where am I? I'll ask this Indian scout. Dib, dib, dibom. Ah, who are you? Me, running bear. I can see that. <laughs> no. You're an Indian, aren't you? You're very red. So would you be running about like that? <laughs> Could you direct me to the nearest town? Ah, meum, tell him, you him. Take him first, um, turning on him right. Then he begum journey to him, town him. Why do you keep saying him? Script badly typed. <laughs> You're right. Mm, hi ho, mm, silver. <laughs> and so the lone stranger hit the trail. Not a trail. It rode off across the desert. The sun was merciless. <laughs> and after an hour, the lone stranger's horse went lame. Nee, 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 nee. As they staggered on wearily, the circling vultures flew down and sat on the cactus. 
but by sundown they'd reached Wolf Cub City. And the lone stranger, his revolvers flashing in the twilight, strode oh. <laughs> into town, intent on proving himself the mightiest gunfighter in the West. Can I have two bullets, please? No, you! I'm the handsome stranger that's come to town. I'm stranger than most people. Yeah, Joe's right alone? No, sometimes I have a horse. You'd better get out of town fast, stranger. But who are you? I'm Rosie Galeforce, and I run the Crazy Horse Saloon. Well, I must admit, I'm a mite dry. Then you might dry my place. Look, we realize that to you swinging middle-class mods, that may seem less than hilarious, but we might point out to you that in Wolf Club City in 1890, it was very original, and a man could be a hang for not laughing at it. And times haven't changed that much! And so they passed the evening drinking and gambling and gambling and drinking until at length, as cowboys do, they gathered round the fire and started swapping yarn. Will you swap a bit of red yarn for a bit of blue? <laughs> <laughs> I wish I were dead, too. <laughs> uh, it's a mighty fine thing just a setting around the fire every which way. Uh, listening to the tales of the men and watching the pictures in the fire. A man can get to thinking many things like that, such as, well, how far the moon is away, or if he'll ever get back to his home, or... How many listeners have fallen asleep, or how he's got to get himself a couple of head of cattle and then uh, save up to buy the tails and the rest of them. Or uh, how high the Rockies are, or uh, whether John Cleese has had in knees, or uh, whether the sound effects man has forgotten the gunshots record. Duck! Oi, oi! Thank you. Look out! It's a cheese, brothers. Six feet in the stirrups. Shouldn't they have only two feet in the stirrups? <laughs> but there's three of them, and they've only got one horse. Ah. It was the Cleese brothers, led by the Cleese brother himself. He had so many notches on his gun belt, every time he moved, his trousers fell down. Barman, <laughs> give me a dark cow, Barman. Give me Barman. Give me a glass of milk. <laughs> right now. You low-down corn waddle drop here, highfalutin' no-good, switch-eyed, yellow-bellied, limitless critters! Do you know what I am? <laughs> You're not. <laughs> no, I'm not. Now then, you spotless, ding-dong, horn-sparkling, cow-punching, button-down, mealy-mouthed, knock-kneed, hedge-hopping, ball-legged, buckle-up, lily-livered, strap-eyed, bounced on me, hunt-burners! Which way's the loaf? Away, please, brother. Okay, I'm not telling you, steer handlers, that I'm a looking for Marshal Dillon. You're looking for Marshal Dillon? Nope, that's what I'm not telling you. Oh. I'm actually looking for the lone stranger. But, um, but, um, he's, um, he's. Um... Yes or no, everyone's told me. Oh. Well, I guess I'll be moseying. After that, I'll go. That night, the lone stranger could not sleep. Knowing that the Cleese brother was after him. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> then... <laughs> In the still of the night, a man leapt through his window. He brought news that would set the innards of the bravest man a tremble. Hmm? <laughs> hey, 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 is that the lone stranger in that bed? <laughs> 
You'll have to come and get me. No, no, no. The trees burn as he's going to drill you with holes, string you to a tree, and fill you full of lead, and then they're going to kill you. Why? If it ain't old snakeskin. It ain't old snakeskin. Oh, Gabby, of course. We had some times together, didn't we, Gabby? Remember the time we were holed out in that burning shack with 50 Sioux Indians hollering and shooting after our scalp? <laughs> no. And so all night the two men stayed talking in the bedroom. By the next morning, the lone stranger fully realized the danger. What will people think? And he had the Cleese brother to worry about, for he knew there was something he had to fight. Cowardice. He reasoned with himself. Fight him? No. Go on, no. Who's a yellow little sissy then? I am. No, I'm not. Oh, yes, I am. Sissy, sissy, sissy. Shut up or I hit me. Who promises, promises. <laughs> At last, he made up his mind to go to the office of martial law. He stood outside looking at a poster. Wanted men. No previous experience necessary. Uh, Marshal, I've got to warn you, there's going to be violence, I'm afraid. In fact, I'm terrified. I'll have to fight the Cleese brother. Well, he wears a card saying $15 on his hat. And you know what that means. There's a price on his head. Is that what you meant? You didn't mean that. Oh. Well, for my own safety, lock me up. I can't. You haven't committed a crime. What about the price on his head, Joe? Fair enough. <laughs> Wait, what are you? A weak-kneed, yellow-bellied, self-gutted, flubby-hearted coward? Yes, that's a fair description. <laughs> Get out fight like a man. Well, I wouldn't know how. I say this man shouldn't be in Wolf City. He's right. We don't want a whole damn broken up by misery and hatred and killing. Has anyone got a rope? You mean... Yeah, let's all have a jolly good skip and then we forget all of it. What have you done? It's all right, I'm just putting the audience in their place. That evening there was an expectant air about the town. It was little Prince Buffalo. His father was dying. Across the street, Miss Rosie Galeforce was still singing in the crazy hearse. I thought it was the crazy horse. She died the death. <laughs> but suddenly a gun barked a warning. Oof. <laughs> Look out! He's a keys, brother! All right, lone stranger! Go! Queen. Ace! You get the Easter town against the wind. Now get moving to the dip! Die, there's just one thing I'd like to say. What's that? Who? <laughs> Mr. Tom, Mr. Tom. It's Limp Long Cassidy. What is it, Limp Long? The Cleese Brothers go around the bay and they got all money in the main banks. And another thing, the Cleese Brothers are around the bay. They got all the money in the mail bags. He's right, stranger, both times. Drop you. <laughs> Drop your bags and ride off. I'm not riding without my bags. Please to this address. 
Humphrey Barclay of the Lone Stranger Competition, Broadcasting House, Stoke Pogets. Anyone for tennis? <laughs> I hope you have, for another week. The noises you heard were those made by Timbrook Taylor, John Cleese, David Hatch, Bilotti, and guest Jean Hart. Oh, you guest. <laughs> Joe Kendall, unfortunately, was indisposed. Or indisposed. Yeah. Forget that, too. Scripts were by Timbrook Taylor, Graham Garden, David Hatch, Eric Idle, and Bilotti. Versatile Bilotti also wrote the songs, and Dave Lees with the magic fingers on the piano, arranged by Leon Cohen. This week, they did a cat's cradle. The whole show was produced by H.J.B., H for Humphrey, J for John, and B for send your answers on a postcard. <laughs> so, folks, get switched off for another week until twice again you'll hear John Stig Baskerville, please, say, Oh, no, it's the Wonder Show! <laughs> Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.